Hey, hey, Gatsby heads. Uh, thanks for listening. Welcome to the OK Gatsby Season 4, colon, Vibe, vibe and, and Read With Us. Read With Us. Uh, I'm Terrence. Joining me, of course, is Kevin. Kev, how you doing? Doing just fine. It's a beautiful Sunday here in New York. It's a beautiful Sunday here in upstate New York. And oh, we, baby. We are doing it. Um I'm pumped for this episode. I'm psyched. How are you feeling? Yeah, I, I was I was electric this whole reading. Of like the first yeah. part it's like, oh man, so much goss, like so much subtle confrontation, and then the the car explodes, baby. And we're exactly. in overdrive. Yeah, you it starts at what I what I assume is a ten. It starts at like a, a Pride and Prejudice ten. It starts at a ten and it goes to a 12, 13. I mean, like, it goes higher than I thought it could be on the drama scale. Yes. This is, this is a different novel. It's like, oh, yes. man, I didn't know thing could, like, how this isn't the plot of the whole novel. Is so <laughs> It's like, I mean, it's the equivalent of, like, you think it's like someone's going to be, like, uh, they're going to ignore someone at a tea party, and instead of ignoring that person, everyone pulls out guns and starts shooting at each other. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like another level i mean i that there's no guns spoiler alert but like it's another level of drama and intrigue that i was expecting or getting ready for in this whole novel honestly yeah because uh, we're more than two-thirds of the way through and it was yeah. like there's no way that they're gonna add a new spicy element and it's like oh baby the chef came into the kitchen and all he had was peppers <laughs> And all they had was peppers. And in the kitchen, it's Emeril Lagasse. And what's he going to say? Bam. That's right. Bam. Kick it up a notch. Kick it up a notch. I hope you guys bought a big glass of milk because you're going to be spicy. It's going to be too spicy <laughs> for you. Your tummies are going to hurt. <laughs> I hope you have your tums ready because it's happening. Oh, boy. You're gonna, your heart's going to burn just like Darcy's burns for our dear Elizabeth. Exactly. Thrills, chills, carriages, pills. Are they doing Molly? <laughs> are they? Are they doing Molly? Is there a, a suitor named Molly? Uh, no, there's no. not. But it's plenty exciting. Honestly, it's like yeah, I'm pumped. When anything happens at all, I'm excited. And this is this is beyond that. This is like. <laughs> This is, this is beyond it's, something. Our expectations of action are so low that it's like when anything <laughs> at all happens. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you're listening to this, at this point, you've listened to a whole episode that took, enti- you know, the whole episode was in a parlor. Like that was the yes. whole episode for an hour. And so, basically people being bored on a Sunday was like five chapters. <laughs> right. And we're here going. And, and what does the way in which they are bored mean for who they might someday want to consider marrying like yeah. that's what we're talking about for an hour and so if you listen to all of those and we recorded a, a, you know a few of those uh this is the dessert you eat your you're eating your vegetables and it's time for us to serve up uh another culinary metaphor with a nice spicy dessert <laughs> yeah man <laughs> living the dream yeah this is uh this is like, okay. I mean, novels just at this point had so much time for you to develop the characters. Yeah. Of like, every disaster is planted over 300 pages. Of like, Oh my God, a, yeah. Eventually, you will care about every single one of these details, and a, a huge incident will involve every one of these strands. <laughs> Yeah, you know, no, yeah, and I was, I, it was like, it was, it's surprising, but it was set up very well, so I respect that. Yes. Yes, so Pride and Prejudice is 100. Not set up uh, quickly, by any means. They, uh, she got no. to take her time. <laughs> yeah, and I, want, I, I just looked it, looked it up. Pride and Prejudice is 120,000 words, and I think Gatsby was 60,000 or less, or like 45,000. Gatsby was 000. 50, Catcher was 70, uh... It To Kill a Mockingbird was a hundred, so this yeah. is twenty thousand words longer than To Kill a Mockingbird. 
Yeah, so it's been a slow boil, and it's, uh, oh, it's going over, and there's some lobsters in there, and they're getting red hot. Oh. We clearly are both very hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Culinary metaphor number three. All right. Let's do it. But Hit me. So we start off with, guess what? Darcy's sister is coming to visit Elizabeth. The aforementioned visit, yes. And Elizabeth's like, what the heck? Like, what does this mean? And it's like, it's very clear at this point. If a guy brings his sister over to meet you, it's he, he doesn't want to be your pal. <laughs> yeah, she's not, like, you know, Georgiana can make lots of friends. She doesn't need some new poor friend, you know, some yes. <laughs> low-class that buddy. She, that she is only runs into by accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only when she's in town. Yeah. Yeah, Elizabeth, she's At cute. Side. Yeah. So, yeah, and what's crazy about this episode is that they come to Cheapside. That's huge. Is that Darcy condescends to visit essentially the Logan Square after his life in River North. Comes out to Logan Square to hang out in their apartment. And if you don't live in Chicago, you can probably uh, just replace the name of a nice neighborhood or a bad neighborhood in your your city. (laughs) Yeah, the fancy neighborhood versus the cheap hipster neighborhood. Cheap neighborhood. And like Elizabeth points out at at times, like this is the very aunt and uncle who he earlier mocked and gave as a reason that Bingley shouldn't marry Jane. Yeah. Like he knows that they're low class and has acted upon that information before. Yeah, so he has his own class prejudices of, like, an instant reaction of, like, I can't affiliate with these people. And then he does. It's a huge change. It all, go, it all goes out the window. Like, he, he just lets it all go. Not only does he invite them on, like, to Pemberley, he goes to visit their place. Right. And also keep in mind, this is just a lawyer. This is not <laughs> a street urchin that <laughs> he has sells a job. newspapers. Yeah. A, yeah. A, He's a professional. Like, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> but he has a job and just has a regular house. <laughs> he's not a garbage man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no. he has a de- which is also a decent job, by the way. Yeah, I mean, he he's not nothing. You know what I mean? He's got a good job. But that's how, like, it was separate the aristocracy was, that even having a job was like, this is the grossest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. You're supposed to be born with your money. Yes. Uh, so they come by, and Elizabeth is quite amazed at her own discomposure. Uh, and she's like, ner- so she's just like actively nervous in a way that she's very rarely. Like, she's not the cool customer right now. Right. And she's not able to do the observations. She's kind of, she's trying to watch it, but she also kind of, she also kind of knows at points that she has some power, right? Is that wrong? Yeah, she she kind of takes a breath and is like, literally, they're all here to like me. I just have to not mess it up. I don't have to be like, I don't have to be super charming. I could just be myself and not be rude, and I'll be fine. Right. To me, this feels like a mirror or like a bizarro version of those weeks they spent when Jane had the cold, you know, and they were all sitting yeah. around and talking and having cake and fruits and stuff like that. But. It's a mirror image because at that point Jane was like had no power, had no social standing, and was was a kind of um, against everyone and trying to figure out what they all wanted. And now they're all trying to figure out what Elizabeth wants, and she's got some social power and she knows it. So uh, yeah, it's the, and that the first part she also didn't care. Like I'm just here to take care of my sister. I hate these snobs. I'm gonna go back home as soon as I can. Uh, right. And now she really cares. She wants them she's, to like her. She's got and, skin in the game. Yeah. She's got yes. a reason to be there and to and to care. I mean, I I relate to that feeling of like, because like, you know when you go meet someone important, you're like, I better be extra funny. And it's like, they want to like you. Just be normal. Like, you know. Right. <laughs> but you're like, I'm bring, bringing my A game tonight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Writing monologue jokes about, you see this in the paper today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all prepped, exactly. Ready to go, making a good impression. Yeah, Elizabeth's trying to do that. Um, and then, uh, so she meets uh, Miss Darcy, uh, and overall she makes a good impression, which is nice because, like, Wickham had also talked some crap about Miss Darcy. Right. Uh, co- 
calling her the same as uh, Darcy, and he was not very kind about Darcy. Um, right. Which also kind of rude because that's his ex. <laughs> his I know the girl. The girl I tried to kidnap is kind of kind of lame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, we have Bingley coming to visit, which is Bingley's extra. here. Bingley, 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 Bing Bong, Bingley's here. <laughs> Bing Bong, it's the Bingley Bell. Here we go. <laughs> Coming at you. Oh, boy. Uh, this is a kind of a funny... Uh, so, Bingley comes in. He's charming as all heck. He He's like... He's the Labrador Retriever again. Just wanting to make everybody happy. But then He's like, the same guy. Uh, yeah. Keep this in mind. This is, again, three aristocrats coming over to a regular person's house. And, like, right. excited to do so. And are, like, working hard to make them like that. Like, they're trying to please. Yeah, they're but, uh, shocking and I always like this line. All Elizabeth's anger against him had been long done away, but had she still felt any, it could hardly have stood its ground against the unaffected cordiality with which he expressed himself on seeing her again. And she's like, darn it, even if I was still angry at him, he's such a a lovable goofball. (laughs) He's so darn charming. Yeah. Yes. And he clearly, Uh, it's because he still, I mean, he still has feelings for Jane. That's pretty obvious right away, right? Yes, and he keeps quiet, like asking, like, "How are all of your sisters?" Like, he can't say, yeah. it, but he's like, "Please tell me news of Jane." And he goes, uh, "I haven't talked to you in a while," and it's like, "It's actually been uh, eight months. Uh, we have not met since the twenty sixth of November." <laughs> and that oh, is like, yeah. he knows the <laughs> date. Oh yeah, you you know when you remember dates of important events, you're like, "Oh yeah, whatever." Like. Oh, yeah. Long time since we last hung out. Yeah, man. Uh, I think it was just <laughs> April 13th. Uh, you were we wearing went a to yellow the bar dress? on uh, Flushing. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a, in a Cosmo quiz of like, is he into you? It's like if he remembers the date that he last saw you for eight months, he's probably pretty into you. Yeah, he also has eight months on the mind. That's too, you didn't even have to do like that's like uh, four, five. That's six months. No, it's like he's been thinking he's about like, it. Yeah, it's been eight months. Hello, <laughs> and this is important because like this is the this is the first time we're seeing Bingley after hearing all this stuff um, about about uh, the deception that was happening in London and how um, Jane hasn't been able to talk to Bingley and Bingley hasn't really written to Jane directly and all that stuff. And and we are seeing what Elizabeth supposed to be true is true, is that the sisters and Darcy have kind of pushed this golden retriever of a man away from Jane. And if they, were, if they weren't there, he would have gone for it. Yes. And what's interesting is that, uh, one, I have to remember that he did not know Jane was in town. So that slight was, def- was a conspiracy. So to him, he's also like, why hasn't Jane written to me in eight months? Uh, yeah. <laughs> But what's also interesting is that he's still in love with this woman eight months later. And he's like a, a big – he's a catch. He's uh, handsome and rich. Like he could have found a new Jane, but he's like still thinking about her. Right, and even Darcy says he falls in love easily. He charms people right away. Like I'm sure he's met other people and women and talked to them. And, he, you know, he yeah, he's definitely in love with Jane and it feels like the real, like the real deal. Yeah. Damn, but it's also like, dude, eight months, like, maybe chill out. Maybe, like, <laughs> maybe go on a couple walks around the park with some other ladies. <laughs> play the field. Literally play in a field with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to show too much favor, though. Yes. Ladies hate it when you show favor. They want you to, Watch. like, be mysterious yes. about if you favor them. <laughs> It's all in my book. He is just not that into your countenance. <laughs> it's all it's all there, ladies. It's all there. It's a weird psychology you gotta read. <laughs> uh so I mean Elizabeth is just watching this happen because they're all being charming. They're talking to the aunt and uncle, who again, we keep bringing this up, but it's huge hugely important. The aunt and uncle that kept Jane and Bingley away as far as just who they are. Yeah, like the Bingley sisters kept driving it in that, that what the relations are, like everyone was like, 
He's got a lawyer who lives in Cheapside. Yeah, uh, lawyer uncle lives in Cheapside. You can't you can't marry this woman. They're they're and, the punchline of the roast jokes about Jane and Elizabeth. These people. Yes. And now they're at the house. They're at the house and trying to please. They're like, yeah, please yeah. like us at your house. Yeah. We are very rich, but we want you, you poor people, to like us. <laughs> and the difference is the opinion of Darcy, right? Yes. That's the difference. Uh, I And, yeah, it's it's every, Darcy's every, he's guiding everything. It's like, all right, right, we can be cool to these people. What's, well, I yeah, love the line of... Go ahead. Darcy is again super nice, and Elizabeth's blown away. And she says that the improvement of manners which she had yesterday witnessed, however temporary its existence might prove, had at least outlived one day. <laughs> and it's like, oh, he, two days in a row, he's being nice. Hey, so you know, like that, like that's how much he loves Elizabeth. He's like, I'm going to change all of my values and like all his pride and get rid of all of that just so I could. Mary Elizabeth. <laughs> right. And like and on and on Elizabeth's end, it's like this is how bad of an impression she had of Darcy that if he is like gallant and amazing and nice and inviting her uncle to go fishing, like she's like, Okay, we'll see how he is tomorrow. And it's yeah. like, okay, he's still nice. It's like, okay, well, we'll see. I mean, like, he was so he was so prideful and rude before, uh, that he hasn't yet earned his way back to zero. Yes. But it slowly starts to shift when she considers it throughout the chapter. Yes. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of considering. Yes. This, it, she loves to consider. It's her favorite sport. <laughs> yeah, there's a big chunk of like long consideration paragraph where she kind of just goes through what she thinks of how Darcy's been acting and what it means. Yes. Uh, I like this line a lot because it's very relatable. When their visitors left them, capable of considering the last half hour with some satisfaction, though while it was passing, the enjoyment of it had been little. Where she's like, she's like, okay, they're gone, and I guess that was kind of nice. But like, I was like, when things are like way too stressful in the moment because you need them to go well, like you can't actually enjoy them. Yes, <laughs> and only right. in retrospect you're like, that went pretty good. <laughs> Right, like a thing that was actually supposed to be fun really was just kind of like very involved and and anxiety-inducing, and you're happy for it to be... Like a wedding, it's like, okay, the wedding was fun, but what the best part is taking off my shoes and being at home, you know, like being done with the party, done with the wedding, like, it was too much. Yes, it was like, okay, I had to impress three people, and and three people were... Like, everyone was trying to impress each other for a half hour. That was exhausting. (laughs) And then, yeah, what a but then you're like, when you take off the shoes, you're like, you know, that was kind of funny when uh, they said that. And <laughs> yeah, like re, yeah, repeating it and rehashing the ideas that and the stuff that happened is more fun than the actual thing because it was too much of a to do. It was very like, uh, it was very involved. And I love how different this is from from the parties that they were at before. Like it's such a change. Darcy's changed. Elizabeth's changed. Bingley's still a sweetheart, and his sisters are still jerks, but. Things have changed enough that it's kind of a, entirely different. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's one of the strengths of uh, novels versus other mediums is how characters can really do a full one eighty in a believable way. Right, and you can really you can enjoy it and you can see it. Yeah, yeah. So there, she starts to consider with the line of Mister Darcy. It was now a matter of anxiety to think well. Like so, now she's like, "Do I like Darcy? Oh no." <laughs> Right. Ew, I think I like Darcy. <laughs> Gross. Um, well, what's what's crazy is like even us, like we've been like we've had enough like the readers kind of put through the same thing as Jane where you're getting all this bad Darcy information front loaded and then slowly he chips away at it with his his kindness. Um and we have to reluctantly accept him as the okay. He's the love interest. I guess well, he'll be the love interest. Um, but uh, I'm on board. I mean, like, like Elizabeth is pretty slow to this, but it's like, yeah, no, he loves you, and he's he's a good guy. Yes, he's like a, he takes care of his sister. He he was he was rude, and now he's working on it. Like, all right. But and oh, but like the thing is, like, yeah, he was rude because he cares and he's honest. Like, it's like he actually. 
Darcy actually has not changed so much as the circumstances around Darcy have changed in a way for him to reveal the things that were good about him all along. Yeah, and he was right? kind of right that like he may he does not welcome himself well to strangers, but he is a good person at art. Right. Once you get to know him, I do like this line that, that uh, about Wickham, where uh, it was yet a well-known fact that on his quitting Derbyshire, he had left many debts behind him, which Mister Darcy afterwards discharged. So Mister Wickham, after the uh, they left the uh, town, <laughs> owed a bunch of people money. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and, and Darcy just paid the tab. He's like, all right, I got it. <laughs> yeah, guys, I got this. Don't worry. So Elizabeth lays awake two whole hours endeavoring to make out her feelings. And it's like, been there, girl. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. When a big event yeah. comes and you have to kind of sort through, you know, who do you like <sighs> and who do you like, like. Yeah. Who do you like, like, like. <laughs> well. Whoa. I'm saving that for marriage. I'm, I haven't liked to like anybody. <laughs> I like, like, like you. <laughs> I, I like this line. Uh, she certainly did not hate him. No, hatred had vanished long ago, and she had almost as long been ashamed of ever fielding a dislike against him. That could be so called. And this is yeah. how she's like, she so analytically describes being in love. She goes, the respect created by the conviction of his valuable qualities, though at first unwillingly admitted, had for some time ceased to be repugnant to her feelings, and it was now heightened into somewhat of a friendly nature by the testimony so highly in his favor, and bringing forward his disposition in so amiable light. Where she's like, I don't hate that I respect him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the point where I, yeah, I don't hate how much I've ceased to hate him, but I don't like how much I've started to like him yet, but I've stopped yeah. hating that I don't hate him. If you know what I yes. mean. Yeah. And then she's like, she says she feels gratitude. Gratitude not merely for having once loved her, but for loving her still well enough to forgive all the petulance and acrimony of her manner in rejecting him and all the unjust accusations accompanying her rejection. Yeah, I mean, I, okay, this is a good point that Elizabeth's making is like the the fact that Darcy stuck with it um, fully knowing how much Elizabeth probably didn't like him. Like the longer that he is staying with Elizabeth and being nice in order to erase the bad uh, impression he made, the, the more he works at that, the nice, the better the more he earns her love, the better he becomes in her eyes. The longer he works at being a good guy, the better a guy he seems to be. Yes. And then here she is fully worked up about it. And this this is such a relatable, like, she won't say it, but she respected, she esteemed, she was grateful to him, she felt a real interest in his welfare. And she only wanted to know how far she wished that welfare depend upon herself and how far it would be for the happiness of both that she should employ the power, which her fancy told her she still possessed, of bringing on the renewal of his address. And it's like, she's like, all right, so I'm grateful for him. I uh, respect him. Uh, I I care about him. I maybe care about him so much that I want to hope that I could be the one that makes him happy. Like, that's all, though. Like, what Who does knows? that mean? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I, wherever, I mean, I don't know. Wherever things go. It's like when things are starting to go really well with a new relationship and you have to, like, tell your friends, like, that it's not just, like, you know, someone you're hooking up with anymore. It's kind of like, no, she's she's actually, like, really, she's really cool. And I don't know. I mean, like, I just, like, I'm, I like her. I, I, care, I care about her. It's like you have to, like, sort of admit that you're in love. Yeah, you can't say the word yet because you like. Yeah. you have to wait a respectable amount of time, and you're like, right? Yeah, I think things are going pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I I think about her every day. Uh, I uh, see her four times a week, and I want to see her more. Uh, I care if she lives or dies. I don't know. That's just, that's just me. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever, dude. Let's just go to the bar. Let's watch some freaking <laughs> sports games. <laughs> Who has a football? Let's go. Put the football. Yeah. <laughs> but. Actually, you might have like call her. She likes football too. <laughs> <laughs> she loves the guy yeah. stuff. Football. This is just guy stuff, man. Uh, then we move on. I I did a little note that uh, Mr. Gardner goes to fish with Darcy, and just yeah. go, hell yeah, go fishing. The boys <laughs> are hanging out. <laughs> the boys. <laughs> 
He meant it. The offer was real. He can go fishing. Yeah. It was a real offer. How nice. Very nice. Uh, and then we get they're going to Pemberley for a real party. Yeah. This and, is a, yeah, a fancy party. Yeah. Not just coming by to say hi at, to meet the sister. This is like, hey, we're having a nice little gathering at the fanciest place in town. And who would be there but the Bingley sisters? Oh, the Bingley sisters. This is the real this is the real parlor. This is the like this is a real flashback to the full parlor politics. Mm-hmm. You know? This is like Miss Bingley is a master of parlor politics and she is this is like a last ditch effort to keep Elizabeth and Darcy apart. That's how I see this. Mm-hmm. No, it's 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 their like they're like, how rude can we be to ruin this for everybody? Yeah. If it's going to go, we need to fight our... Yeah, we need to throw a Hail Mary of rudeness uh, and see if we can maybe get it into the touchdown of being a huge jerk. Yeah. If we could fluster her enough, maybe he won't love her anymore. Maybe. Yeah. If we embarrass him in front of her and vice versa. Yeah. I did like this line of Georgiana greets them at the door because it technically is her party as she is the uh, the lady of the house, more or the less. The hostess, yeah. Um, and she's embarrassed uh, with and the fear. So would easily give those who felt themselves inferior the belief of her being proud and reserved. Mrs. Gardner and her niece, however, did her justice and pitied her. So they're starting to understand the Darcys better. Of like they are shy, and that makes them seem like they aren't welcoming and are ner- like feel like you're so like usually people who are have less money are like oh they hate me well I hate them <laughs> yeah <laughs> right they're shy and rich you can be both you know yes and uh, and Miss Gardner has enough in her heart to be like oh this poor little thing she's in over her head hosting this big party. Uh, then the Bingley sisters are very quiet and cold. Uh, there's only one line of like, they're, they're just, the ladies are sitting around having a chat. Elizabeth was roused by receiving from her a cold inquiry after the health of her family. She answered with equal indifference and brevity and, and the other said no more. So Miss Bingley is like, how are your sisters? And there, she was like, they're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a all? A weighty all? silence. Yeah. Cold. They're good. And then there's, so it's just kind of a long paragraph about awkward small talk. Because it's still Pride and Prejudice. You still got to have about 300 words about a conversation yeah. not going well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Darcy enters and immediately Bingley, Miss Bingley reads the room of like, oh, Darcy does love her. So yeah. here comes my Hail Mary. Oh, God, uh, it's such a bomb. Yeah. Uh, so Miss Bingley saw all this likewise, and then the imprudence of anger took the first opportunity of saying, with sneering civility, which I think would be a good <laughs> band name, uh, <laughs> pray, Miss Eliza, are not the Shire militia removed from Meryton? They must be a great loss to your family. Italicized uh, your family. Yeah. So basically, she's like, hey, are your slut sisters sad about the officers being gone? <laughs> Everyone what, what in town knows, knows how big a flirt they all are. Can't yeah, get who are they gonna, of these. Who are they going <laughs> to flirt with now? Yeah, what, what are they going to do with all their flirting? Are they just going to throw it away? There's no officers to catch their flirts? Yeah. Oh, boy, running up and down. Uh, what she didn't realize is that she really stepped in it. Because uh, Wickham is one of these officers, yep. and Georgiana, Miss Darcy, obviously w- was almost married to Wickham, so she is yeah. like brutally embarrassed about that. Yes, uh, it's like almost like a misfire. Like she she tried to shoot Elizabeth, and then the ricochet got Georgiana. Like it, it got Georgiana much worse than it did Elizabeth. So Elizabeth. So, yeah, Darcy comes in the room, and this is what Miss Bingley does, not realizing that she's not only hurting – so she's hurting Miss Darcy more than anything. 
yeah. who Miss Dar- who Darcy loves more than anything. So this yes. was just not a bad move all around. All in a hope to uh, embarrass Elizabeth, who handles it like a pro. Because uh, she ha- she can't reveal that she also knows about Wickham. Um, so so he Darcy's freaking out, but Elizabeth's collective behavior, however, soon quieted his motion. And as Miss Bingley, vexed and disappointed, dare not approach nearer to Wickham, Georgiana also recovered in time. So we almost don't even I don't think we even get the dialogue, but Elizabeth's like, no. Oh, I mean, yeah, they were they were nice company while they were there. <laughs> yeah. Like it's all smoothed over and uh Miss Bingley looks like a real jerk and she really just like craps the bat on this uh, attempted insult. Yes. And that's what's so fun. And then Miss Bingley just desperate. And it's like, I almost feel for her about how in love with Darcy she is and just trying everything she can to claw this woman away from her. Oh, I mean, she's a jerk, but I mean, this, this type of insane love is, is very sympathetic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she evil. hits a, yeah, she is evil. How very ill Eliza Bennett looks this morning, Mr. Darcy. I never in my life saw anyone so much altered as she is since the winter. She's grown so brown and coarse. <laughs> Louise and I were agreeing that we should not have known her again. She's like, Darcy, doesn't she look way grosser than she did in the, in the last summer when you loved her? <laughs> Darcy, weigh on this. How gross is Eliza Bennett? Really gross or super gross? What do you think? Then she continues, for my own part, I must confess that I never could see any beauty in her. Her face is too thin, her complexion has no brilliancy, and her features are not at all handsome. Her nose wants character. There's nothing marked in its lines. Her teeth are tolerable, but not out of the common way. And as for her <laughs> eyes, which have sometimes been called so fine, I never could perceive anything extraordinary in them. And it's like, take a breath, dude. <laughs> I know, I know. Read the, First of all, read the room. Like After the first mention of, of her being not looking good, like I'm sure Darcy gave her a look like, just stop, what are you doing? And she just pours it on. And she finishes with the eyes comment, and we know why she says the eyes comment, because Darcy let it slip forever ago that she was enchanted, that he was enchanted by Elizabeth's eyes, or her eyes were something special. Yes, she had very special eyes. And so she's like, she's really dropping bombs. And it's like, that's not a charming thing to do. If you're ever trying to pull uh, uh, someone away from someone else, don't take the insult them to the person's face route. (laughs) (laughs) But this is the this is like another last ditch effort. Yes, this is the 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 death rattle of a desperate woman. Um, continues to insult her. Uh, she a beauty. I could, I should as soon call her mother a wit. So she remembers like, hey, remember when you said that, Darcy? Right, he's uh, quoting Darcy I, back to him. Yeah. But afterwards, is, she seemed to improve on you, and I believe you thought her rather pretty at one time. So she throws that out of like, hey, remember how you two thought she was gross? Right. Uh, and then Darcy, he's sick of it now, and he hits her with this. Yes, replied Darcy, who could contain himself no longer, but that was only when I first knew her. For it is many months since I have considered her as one of the handsomest women of my acquaintance. Boom. Dang. Over. Yes. When it's like she comes in and just like lists all her flaws, and it's like, the more I know her, I think that she might be the prettiest dang lady in the world. Right. <laughs> like he, like, yeah, no, no, no if, ands, or buts about it. No sideways, mm-hmm. no sarcasm. Darcy just goes like, I think she's one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen. Like, just like totally <laughs> shutting, shutting her down. Yeah. That's, and if anyone I know, she's the prettiest person in the world. So yeah, whatever you want to take with that. And I love this line because it's brutally tragic. He then went away, and Miss Bingley was left to all the satisfaction of having forced him to say what gave no one any pain but herself. <laughs> and the narrator just, like, basically, like, just roasts her also. Like, what did you want him to do? Say the worst thing that you could... That, that's what you wanted, and you got it. The worst thing you could Great. ever hear. You poked at him until he said what would hurt you the most. All right, yeah. so congratulations, dummy. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Miss Bingley is so like like the popular, like the Lindsay Low. Wait, no, the the popular girl character in Mean Girls, like Regina the worst. George. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, from, the, yeah. 
and uh, she just gets like she gets like slimed on. She gets like like it's we love seeing her being taken down. The mean yes. girl. Yeah, she's a mean girl getting taken down, and she absolutely just walks into a door of like, "Hey, I'm a poke at Darcy." And hope that he goes, yeah, she is gross. And instead, he hits you upside the head with the she is the most beautiful woman in the world. And it's and nice, like, and it's and it's interesting because it's it's one of the rare moments in the book where the point of view um, is not Elizabeth's. Like Elizabeth has left the room, and we're still seeing what's happening in the room. And you can tell it's like because Austin thinks this is pretty important to include, uh, and it is. It's a little treat for the readers, a little treat for Daddy. Yeah, it's a fun Daddy scene. gets to know what Darcy feels. <laughs> yeah, we like it. We like it. Uh, I do like this part where they're they're driving home, and both Elizabeth and Mrs. Gardner want to gossip about it, but neither are comfortable starting the conversation because <laughs> Elizabeth's so excited, and Miss Gardner's like, clearly that man is in love with my niece, and he's a very rich man. This is very exciting. <laughs> Right, but they're not there yet in their personal in their personalities. They can't exactly go there. Yeah, yet Elizabeth was longing to know what Miss Gardner thought of him, and Miss Gardner would have been highly gratified by her niece's beginning the subject. They're both like, please talk about it, but like politeness makes them not. They're trapped in this society, yeah. Where they can't goss about their feelings. That's really sad. Goss, you gotta love Goss. And we're just—I mean—we're just on a high right now. We're like, you know what? It's happening. She—he's turned Darcy's better. He's turned it a new leaf. He's a good man. He still loves Elizabeth, and maybe Elizabeth's gonna be a very rich woman. And like, you know what? She's a great girl. She deserves the world. Awesome. Nothing bad is ever gonna happen again. <laughs> Everything's great. I mean, also like we're we're happy because something really exciting happened. This could be enough for an episode all on its own. And then you turn the page to the next chapter, and bam, a letter arrives. Not only one, but two letters arrive from Jane. And, two uh, Jane letters. And and oh. stuff is is just gone on a whole different level. Get ready. Oh, man. Here we go. Since writing the above, dearest Lizzie, something has occurred of a most unexpected and serious nature. Already off to a hot start. Yeah. But I am afraid of alarming you. Be assured that we are all well. What I have to say relates to poor Lydia, what went off to Brighton. An express came at 12 last night, just as we were all gone to bed, from Colonel Forster to inform us that she was gone off to Scotland with one of his officers to own the truth with Wickham. No! Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Lydia has run off with Wickham. A true nightmare situation. Worst case scenario. To imagine our surprise, to Kitty, however, it does not seem so wholly unexpected. I am very, very sorry, so imprudent match on both sides. So that's what we have right now, is that Wickham and and Lydia are going to Scotland ostensibly to be married. Yeah. However, there's a little bit of a twist I mean, right away, that's like, you don't do that. Like, even though they're going to get married, you you bring them over to meet the family. You plan for a few months. You do all that. It's kind of it's kind of uh, low class, essentially, at this time to go. Yeah. I mean, even now, to run away and get married somewhere, it's like, it's a rejection meet, yeah. of the family. Meet the yeah. family. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we have. And then uh, the second letter ups the stakes to an extreme level. Because already we're like, oh, no, Wickham's a jerk. Right. That's not going to be a happy marriage. Um, so Jane, again, is, is the letter is huge words for someone who's very upset. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Even the first letter, which was like, which was basically like an SOS bulletin was like, there has been some unfortunate events have occurred. Like it's like very eloquent. Oh, but I mean, please do not be alarmed that we are sick or anything like that. Like yeah. <laughs> just get to the point, Jane. <laughs> Your sister's in danger. Yeah. Um, so, there is reason to fear they are not gone to Scotland. And that is a huge crisis. Because that if means they stay, that yeah. they aren't going to get married. 
Colonel Foster came yesterday, having left Brighton the day before, not many hours after the express. Though Lydia's short letter to Mrs. F. gave them to understand they were going to Gretna Green, something was dropped by Denny expressing his belief that Wickham never intended to go there or to marry Lydia at all, which was repeated to Colonel F., who instantly taking the alarm set off from Brighton, intending to trace the route. He did trace them easily to Clapham, but no further, for on entering that place, they were removed into a hackney coach and dismissed the chaise that brought them from Epsom. So they even switched cars. Right, like in an action movie, they cha- they, went, they pulled into a garage and changed cars and pulled out of, in a different car to, like, lose the cops. Yes. So now this is very serious for the Times, is that this man and uh, this daughter have run off, the daughter believing that she's going to go marry him in Scotland. It's implied that he's not going to marry her, which would suggest that he's going to have sex with her for a little while, and then he's going to run away again. Yeah. Uh, Which would bring about the type of ruin that our society does not have anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, you know, the thing that, uh, yeah, that's what we were talking about before is like the thing that Wickham and Lydia are doing, <laughs> which is like the end of the world is like a pretty good weekend for us and any of our friends, you know, like a little yes. trip, <laughs> a little trip where you hang out with someone. Yeah. You have would a nice go to time. brunch after this and you'd be yeah. excited to hear the story of like, so tell me about your weekend with Wickham. And it's I like, love oh, it. it's nothing, it's, it's nothing serious. We were going to go to Scotland. We changed our minds. We just got this <laughs> little hotel. And then we just had, I don't know, you know, I don't want to, I, I don't want to, I'm a lady. I can't tell you everything, but it was a nice weekend. I don't think it's going to be anything serious, but you know what? I'm glad I did it. Like, we are too. You had such yeah. a nice time. <laughs> this same event in, in this novel is treated like, like a live nuclear bomb under the city that they only have a few minutes to do. De- diffuse yeah the honor of the entire family is at stake their whole lot yeah they're like if this happens they're gonna die poor in mr collins's house you know what i mean like this is (laughs) over yeah this is like if from wickham's perspective it's like if you went to the bar and picked up a lady and then the next morning the uncle came over to try to fight you (laughs) yeah it's like, oh, we well, better Wickham, find this. Wickham yeah. knows what he's doing is bad. Wickham's a bad guy because he he is operating in the society where this is the this is one of the worst things. That Fully you can understands. Do. Yeah. yeah, he's a bad guy, and that is discussed at length by everyone. How bad of a guy Wickham is? Yes, he is an absolute turd, and it's not a secret anymore. He is. He's a off. gamer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a player. He peacocks, man. He's a peacock. He's a gamer. I mean, first of all, I'll say this: in 2020, if you spend a weekend in London with a gamer, that's a nice thing, you know. But in Jane Austen's time, <laughs> it's not okay. No, it's uh, it ruins the history of the family. Your family can never be cool again. I yes. mean, right now, if you if you tell your family you're with a gamer, they also get pretty upset. But it's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wickham loves Zelda. <laughs> He plays Zelda for money and loses a lot of money and, and has a lot of debts to pay. Yes. So there's there's a lot of, of this letter about he's not going to marry her. But essentially it's like like we talked about. It's something so minor is that they are having a fun romantic weekend for Lydia. and like, But for Wickham, it's like, I'm going to ruin this family. Uh, and we think, or at least I think, it's to get back at Darcy. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, like we yeah, like I think this is this is accurate. Wickham is uh taking Lydia away and he's eloping with her. And we already have an account of him eloping with Georgiana. It's sort of sort of a younger girl and convincing her that he's going to marry her and that they're in love and that they're going to be married and taking her away. And Darcy suspects that Wickham did this to Georgiana out of revenge. And uh it's easy to extrapolate that Wickham is doing the same thing. Once again, he is um, eloping with a woman to get back at Darcy, right? So if he elopes with with Lydia, um, it's going to disgrace the Bennett family. And so Darcy will not be able to marry Elizabeth like he wants to. So if we are to understand that Wickham knows that Darcy is into Elizabeth, 
then this is plausible. Yes. Because the only other thing is money, We, as we know, is his motivation, and the Bennetts, the whole novel, clearly have no money. Yeah. And that's, and that's in this chapter, that's, that's like very often discussed. Like, why is he doing this? As long as she has any money, everyone's mentioning that, that, that she's poor the whole time. It's like, yes. she's just young and cool. She's not, like, rich. Like, I don't know why he's doing this. She's not rich. Okay, she's not rich. Yeah. It's, like, so, it's baffling them of, like, and it almost makes it worse in all their minds because there's, like, no, like, reason for her, to, for him to kidnap her, essentially. Except for sex. Except except to, like, deflower her and ruin her for yeah. life. Yeah. Yes. So she finishes this letter, uh, sends her into a panic attack. Yeah. And she it goes to run out the door to get her uncle and aunt to, like, you got to help me. It's a crisis. And who's at the front door but Darcy? Darcy. Uh, Darcy's like, hey, what's going on? You don't look well. Uh, let me send. Uh, so she's like, please, I need to get that. It's like, let me go have the servants get there. He finds out what's going on. She tells him about Wickham taking the sister. Darcy's furious, mad at himself for not, uh, like, banishing Wickham or, like, spreading right. the story of what he's done more. So everyone was warned about him. Right. Uh and Elizabeth, too, is like, we didn't want to say anything just because we didn't think it would be this bad. And we didn't want to embarrass anybody. Well, also, Darcy um, said, don't tell anybody. Darcy yeah. wanted them to keep it to themselves. Yeah. Um, And then it's kind of an awkward moment of, of Elizabeth is just sobbing because, like. She's fully then, like, crying telling the story. Yeah. Yes. Like, this is the worst crisis that could possibly happen to the Bennets. Yeah. The whole family's ruined. Now all these young women are never going to get married. Uh, they don't have any money because they're of an entailment, so they're all going to die poor. Uh, they're and and this is like a, this is high stakes of like they're going to have to get jobs, and the only jobs available for women are uh, are like like some of them might have to be prostitutes, probably Lydia yeah. and Kitty. <laughs> yeah, I mean they could be. Let's. I mean like, they could be like school marms or nuns or like yeah. nurses. Like, but yeah, I mean like like they're financially ruined. It's like you're, yeah, they're ruined. Yes. Um, which is a bummer. I mean, it, I think Mrs. Uh, Jane Austen is on the side of, like, it's a bummer if, like, one sister has a wild weekend and then the rest of you are poor for the rest of your life. Right. I mean, like it or not, the however the society operates is, is one thing. Critique that as you will. But, like, if you're ruined by it, you're still ruined by it. You have to live with that. Yeah. You can't be above it just by saying it's stupid. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so there, so he, Darcy's like, I'm, I'm trying to help you, but like, I can't really do much other than express sympathy. So I'm going to leave you now. And it's a, it's a sad moment for Elizabeth because she has a sense that she's never going to see him again. Uh, yeah. So yeah, she, she kind of accepts that because of this situation, she's going to have to prevent it and and the you're saying like yeah that she admits that the the embarrassment of it might be enough to drive darcy away forever yeah and also that she's going to be in town and she like all the courtship was happening in london she has to go back to her hometown and for the duration of this like everyone's going to hear about this because he already knows like um so they're already effectively embarrassed that only only forcing a marriage is going to save them uh and i think it's it's a lot of the charm she was able to put on Darcy right now, it was away from her family. The very embarrassing thing that he tried to get Bingley to avoid. Right. And they're already embarrassing. And this is making yeah. them more and, embarrassing. And now it's like, oh, yeah, remember my embarrassing family? They've just ruined themselves. Yeah. Um, but she does have this line. It was, on the contrary, exactly calculated to make her understand her own wishes. And never had she so honestly felt that she could have loved him as now when all love must be vain. So she's like, oh, I could have loved this man, and now he's gone forever. Like, right. she finally understood, like, I, I'm in love with Darcy, and now it's over. It crystallizes it, her love, yeah, in that moment. When she realizes that she could lose it, it's, uh, that's so sweet. She realizes that she could lose it, and then she truly understands it for a moment. Yes, like, I love this man, and now I'm going to lose him. Which, heartbreaking moment. I mean, pour one out for Elizabeth and her love. <laughs> for a real one. She's a real one. Um, 
So she's got to go back so, to Longburn, right? What else? What else yes. before she goes back to Longburn? She got to go back. I mean, they just got to pack up. I I do like the, uh, a part where Mr. Gardner they get back. They're like, of course, oh my God, we gotta we gotta save Lydia. We'll take you to to the house, and then we'll go back to London to find her. Uh, and then he goes, did do the guy? Did everyone at Pemberley know that we can't come to dinner tonight? <laughs> 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 Their niece is ostensibly kidnapped, and they're like, I don't I don't want to be rude, and, and I hope they understand that uh, <laughs> we something came up. Yeah, he's thinking about his fishing buddies. He's like, uh, but we're not going to fish anymore? We're not fishing at all? Okay, yeah. No, <laughs> so we no should. fishing? Not, all right. No, okay. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Rain check. Rain check on the fishing. Yeah. That's it's like, all right, I'll, I'll fish after I find my niece. That's totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> totally cool. Uh, So then they're riding back, and they gossip about Wickham and how terrible he is. Um. And they're even like, you don't think Lydia will have sex with him. Like, she would wait till marriage. She doesn't think that, like, since he's going to get married to her, like, like she could have sex with him. Because uh, she says, but can you think that Lydia is so lost to everything but love of him as to consent to live with him on any other terms than marriage? And Elizabeth says, it does seem, and it is most shocking indeed, that a sister's sense of decency and virtue in such a point should admit of doubt. But really, I know not what to say. Perhaps I am not doing her justice, but she is very young. She has never been taught to think on serious subjects, and for the last half year, nay, for a 12-month, she has been given up to nothing but amusement and vanity. Yeah, and her whole like, life. Yeah, her whole life is, like, built around men and their attention. And that's all she cares about. It's all she's into. And uh, this is, like, the culmination of that. It's like, uh, of course. of co- if w- Given the proper circumstances, of course she's going to, She's going to go for it with Wickham. And I just keep thinking in perspective about like when she was really critical of her dad right before like she left for Brighton of like, don't let her go. She's going to ruin the family. And he's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, Offset was, I mean, she wrote the book. She could make it happen, but she clearly is on the side of Elizabeth that like these women are going to hurt themselves if they're not like, fathered properly <clears throat> right and it, it got really dark there and talking about mr bennett being a better father to these women and letting them be silly and how it, that wasn't good and yeah it turns out that was a huge mistake yeah it has uh driven the family to ruin more or less ruin and it's kind of a bummer <laughs> like still in a modern sense like just like letting your daughters have a fun weekend is <laughs> like seems like pretty chill now yeah, I think there is some critique inherent in this in this story. Like Austin being like just a a fun weekend for a girl who likes getting attention like we all do uh can ruin her whole family's life. But it it definitely is like why did the father let her do this? Which is kind of Yeah. Like, and yeah. She has anger for society, but she has also anger for people who do not prepare their children for society of like, hey, yeah. here's all the Here's all the wolves in the forest. You better be careful of them. And said it's like, hey, you know what? All the wolves are silly. I don't really care about them. Go have fun. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about, they're like, you know, Lydia didn't even like Wickham. I mean, he's so handsome and, like, everyone loved him for two months. But then, like, right. he didn't care about her. So, like, it's all very confusing them. Mrs. Bennett is a, a, has a... A Mrs. Bennett moment again, because they get back and she is uh, she gives a little speech of blaming everybody but the person whose ill-judging indulgence the errors the errors of her daughter must be principally owing. So she's like, I, she's a, once again the martyr of the situation. Yeah, she's just so upset. If I had been able to carry my point of going to Brighton with all my family, this would not have happened. So she's like, if I was allowed to go on vacation, none of this would have <laughs> happened. <laughs> If we were wealthier and we could all just go to Brighton on our own instead of sending her with her aunt and uncle, it would be different, you know. But poor dear Lydia had nobody to take care of her. Why did the Forsters ever let her go out of their sight? I am sure there was some great neglect or other on their side, for she is not the kind of girl to do such a thing. It's like, yeah, she is. That was the whole point of the first she 300 is. pages. 
Yeah, Mrs. Bennett's in denial. I mean, and then also she invokes the Collins at the end of this. She goes, the Collins aren't going to care about us. They're going to be living <laughs> in our house. I hope you're nice to us. Like, I hope my brother is nice to us. Otherwise, we'll be poor and starving yeah. in the street. And the brother's like, let's not worry about that now. We'll get to that. <laughs> you crazy woman. Let's worry about your daughter right now and what, not where you're going to live. Because she's like, uh, and now here's Mr. Bennett gone away, and I know he will fight Wickham wherever he meets him, and then he will be killed. <laughs> Man, like, well, my yeah. husband's going to go get killed fighting for his daughter's honor. So, <laughs> In a uh, duel. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm alone again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is like fully having a, having a Mrs. Bennett freak out. Yeah, she's truly uh, something special. Uh, so the 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 Mr. Gardner is like, chill out, dude. Like this yeah. is not helping at all. And it's like, and what if they do get married? Then great, you that's what you want is your daughter's even married, and like he right. doesn't have any money, but it's better than not being married. Um, and Mrs. Bennett's like, yeah, of course. And then I'll buy her wedding clothes, and then she gets really excited about the idea of a wedding. <laughs> so I she's know. the silliest woman of all. all. And it truly is a sad thing of like, look, my dad married a pretty woman because she was pretty and it ruined his life. (laughs) Damn. She's such a silly person. So silly. And Gardner's like, also calm down about that. Like, we're not having a big wedding party for this. We're just going to try and find her and hope her honor isn't ruined. Um. And then Mary says, I love how Mary says some nonsense. Oh my uh, god, I know. It's the most unfortunate affair. Uh and will probably be much talked of. Like it's she's th- she's such a nerd. She thinks about it so abstractly and like um objectively. And then she says some like Catholic school nonsense. That's so Well, like funny. yeah, the virtue, yeah. Uh the, the loss, loss of virtue, of virtue in, a in a female is irretrievable. That one false step involves her in endless ruin. That her reputation is no less brittle than it is beautiful, and that can, she cannot be too much guarded in her behavior towards the undeserving of the other sex. And it's like there is like limits to. I mean, Mary, like Elizabeth's like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, what do you think? I think it, the the idea is that Mary is being like a typical Mary move is like she's too bookish and too kind of objective and too intellectual that she's like hey this is your sister we're talking about like she's like she's talking about like like the general female virtue and like the idea of it it's like yeah but lydia's in serious trouble like that's it's not she's not considering lydia's actual predicament yes she's like uh yes i think we've learned a lesson that women cannot go astray from the values and elizabeth's like this is your sister and right. not only is it your sister, like your your reputation's gonna be ruined now. Like what like and then too, it's like you've you've never been tempted in this way. You're a gross weirdo. <laughs> 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 Who are you to say anything? We all hate you and we're, and we're your family. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Mary. Yeah, Mary, not not now. Not now with your with your BS. Yeah. Uh yeah, and then so they talk Jane and um and Elizabeth talk about it for a while. They try and get a little bit more gossip. Kitty knew that she was in love with Wickham. Yeah. But like and then that doesn't really mean much. Lydia and Kitty gossip all the time. Um and then we get the letter. And this is kind of uh so she, Lydia leaves the letter thinking like this will make everything okay. Oh my god, I know. You will laugh when you know where I am gone. Like, yep, this will be real fun for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And I cannot help laughing myself at your surprise tomorrow morning as soon as I am missed. I am going to Gretna Green, which is Scotland. And if you cannot guess with who, I shall think you a simpleton. (laughs) Where there is but one man. Yeah, if you don't know, I'm in love with Wickham. And then she goes, don't even tell my parents. I'm going to write a letter that's signed Lydia Wickham, and they're going to lose it. <laughs> yeah. What the? Yeah. So she, it's like, so she, this is her, this is a great adventure to her. She has no sense of the grander social, like, consequences of what she's doing. She thinks she's going to go marry the man of her dreams in Scotland. Yeah. And yeah. That sounds nice. 
but it's in like, theory, it um, sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, a teenage girl is in love and is gonna go marry a handsome officer in in London or in Scotland. What could go yeah. wrong? And then, like, in the letter, so joking and happy of like, this is the best day of my life, and like, reading it, like, the mom's had a heart attack, the dad hasn't said a word in in hours. <laughs> Uh, and it even says, my poor father, how must he have felt it? I never saw anyone so shocked he could not speak a word for full 10 minutes. <laughs> so it's like, even he's like, what have I done? Like, <laughs> oh, no. They're in full crisis mode. Yeah. And then only, like, Mr. Gardner is going to go out in the way of, like, all right, I'll go find her. Um, And then they just kind of chat about how bad it is. Um, And they go, all right, well. I hope for the best, but we yeah, are they're in like full crisis. Yeah, and like, well, like it's like they kind of dispatch everybody. Like, okay, go and figure it out. Yeah, like, we go gotta find this, this man. It's so skeezy. He switched horses. Like, it's like, what yes. are you doing? Like, that's so like running away with this one woman. Right, it's like it's hiring like a helicopter. Trying, yeah. They Statue. can't try and they're like, what? what is the point? Because even Jane still is like, he probably hopes to marry her. Because, like, why else would he damage his reputation this bad? Okay, and first of all, Jane is being so typical Jane in a situation where she's fully hoping that Wickham is, like, honestly in love with Lydia. Like, mm-hmm. Jane, come on. Be a little bit pessimistic for once, please. Your if sister there was ever is a kidnapped. Time. Yeah. Yeah, she's kidnapped. She's like, she, he's probably kidnapping her for good reasons. <laughs> Why and else it's like would Jane, he take the risk? Like, Jane knows. Like, Jane knows all the Darcy stuff. It's not like she doesn't know. Yeah. It's insane. Jane. Just Jane. Janing it up. 22. I, do, I did think about that this week. 3 and 20. Like, she's 23. Yeah, three or no, she's 20. about to be 3 and 20. Because remember, she's okay, like, right. I can't imagine being unmarried and, and 3 and 20. Yeah. I would kill myself. <laughs> You're an old maid at that point. We're going to have to introduce you at parties. But that's something I thought about. Is like all these women are 14 to 22. Yeah, they're and high like, school and college age. Yeah. And I was like not a re- like reasonable person from 14 to 22 i was on fire <laughs> when i was i yeah like if you're like until you graduate college i legitimately don't think of you as an actual human being an adult like you're just not a human adult your brain's not formed you are like because i was thought about it where it's like how much elizabeth is yelling so dramatically at her father in the previous section and it's like right. yeah i guess when you're 20 and you believe in something that bad you just start yelling <laughs> yeah everything's the end of the world yeah exactly to these people so that's something I have to keep people. in mind of, like, how dramatic this is of, like, oh, yeah, they, these are essentially children. <laughs> right. And then I looked and it up, Darcy's 28, and it's like, oh, that's Darcy. also <laughs> my man. Darcy, you up. dog. <laughs> so typical. Move. That's a big city move. Classic move. The seniors always asking out the freshman girls, and they just keep doing it for the rest of their lives. Yep. Doesn't stop. Okay, so yeah, so the chapter ends in the middle of this crisis. We're still going to be dealing with this with this next episode. Yes, it has not been resolved. And will it be resolved? I mean, that's what's kind of exciting that like little peek behind the curtain, we we choose 30 pages at a time. We don't really go by natural plot point and Yeah. We're 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 stuck on the edge of our seat. We have to wait it's- a whole week to for what happens next. It's a cliffhanger. Yeah, like I mean, Lydia's as out there. As much as a cliffhanger can happen in Pride and Prejudice, it is a cliffhanger. It's it's a gift. Yeah, Wickham is the bad guy. He's got a mustache. He has tied Lydia to the tracks, and the tracks are premarital sex, and the train yeah. is coming. <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> nope, just one way, Kev. How just one you? way. It's a it's a for uh, families. This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do not read it into this podcast. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's spicy. Ev- everyone is falling apart. It's a, it's a big stress test for this family. Oh, yeah. And everyone's cracks are showing. Uh, Jane is uh, uselessly positive. Mrs. <laughs> Bennett is basically 
in in hysterics and is still only thinking about herself. She's already written off that her daughter is gone and her husband is dead and needs to be taken care of. <laughs> yeah, right. Everyone is thinking their whole world is going to collapse. I mean, like, even Elizabeth is like, I'm in love with this guy. Or, like, I'm pretty sure I'm in love with this guy and I'm never going to see him again. Everything is out the window, basically, because of Lydia and her silliness. Mm. Silliness is much more of a big deal than we all thought it was going to be. Yeah, we loved it in the beginning. We were la- laughing at my Mr. Bennett just kind of roasting his daughters. That was a, yeah. that was so fun. Uh, and now silly. look at that. We, I feel bad. I should go back in time and tell me to not laugh. I should yeah. be like, <laughs> this father should correct that silliness. Silliness is more I mean, serious than silliness thing, yeah. Mary showed that her bookishness is like cold-hearted and, and totally useless in this crisis. Of all she has to say is some empty moral platitude about female virtue. Um, yeah, it's only Mr. Gardner and Mrs. Gardner and, and Elizabeth who are actually doing anything about the crisis. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, that's where you have it. And this crisis will resume until next week, folks. Oh and my we'll figure God. it out next week, guys. We're going to, we're going to see what happens there. I'm excited to see how all the characters react and, uh, and if it resolves and how they're going to deal with the aftermath. Yeah, we're in the final uh, for my book, hundred pages. We ain't got we ain't got much to go. We're near we're near the end, guys. We're in the home stretch. We're gonna we're gonna resolve this puppy. All right. So you know, like the Instagram and uh, follow us on Instagram. And I'm I'm Hal Hartnett, and uh, yeah, I'm at Kevin Lopkovich. We uh, we love you guys. Hope you're staying safe. Goodbye. And we'll see we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Outside, it's like show me